Welcome to episode 39 of Finding Middle Path, a podcast about all things DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, and the resources around it. I'm your host, Rachel Jolstrom, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in the Kansas City area. We have an office in Blue Springs where we see people in person, and then we also see people via telehealth online where we reach all of Missouri and all of Kansas. If you want to find out about working with us, please reach us at findingmiddlepath.com. Now today we are going to talk about dialectics. Dialectics is the power of and and the core concept associated with DBT. So stick with us as we talk all things dialectics and all things DBT. Thank you again for joining us. As you know, we have podcasts that come out every week on Fridays. And thank you so much for tuning in and also just sticking with me as we have vacation. I know a lot of you are going on vacation, so I hope you're catching up on past podcasts. Um, so today we are, we're tackling the biggest concept in DBT and that's dialectics. Dialectics is a fancy word for being able to have two truths that happen at the same time. That's the basic way that I describe things to my clients. Oftentimes we see things in very black and white. So it's either or, and not the and. And and is so powerful because it does, it creates that slight shift in just thinking about things a little differently. I like the power of and because again, we're looking for small, simple solutions that we can utilize in order for our lives to have big impacts. So that's why the power of and and the power of dialectics is really important. We struggle with that black and white thinking for numerous reasons. There's a lot of our family that oftentimes grows up in a, unfortunately, diverse and divided household where again, you're either right or you're wrong, you're good or you're bad. And you're either in or you're out either way. And that's tough. Because again, that's that's a an upbringing that is something we've developed. We even grow up in a school environment, at least I did grew up in a school environment where you either are a good student or you're a bad student. And it, there wasn't a lot of gray between the two factors there. It, it, you would cause a lot of distress to certain teachers if you were not, unfortunately, meeting the mark of an A or a B student. You were automatically put into a troublesome category. I, I don't know if any of you grew up in that kind of mindset, but I do believe there's a lot more understanding about how different people learn now and how... Um, you know, there are just certain blocks that are arise, like math blocks that I think I've shared with y'all before. That was a huge one for me. And I struggled with either being good at math or bad at math. And now I realize that there are parts of math I really do love and make sense to me and, and numbers are comforting because sometimes it's that factualness that makes me feel so comforted. And then there's another side to it. There's always been this Um, undermining voice that is said, but remember, this was not something you were good at. So you have to try so much harder. And those are those voices that are so dangerous, um, growing up that that cause a lot of distress and even start to develop a little bit of our personal identity. So that's why we really try to push against some of those 
old ways of thinking. And as you could hear, uh, I've been through my own counseling and as I've been a DBT therapist for so long that it's so much grace filled if we start to look at all the other factors that are associated with what the the outcome is versus I'm either good at this or I'm bad at this, right? So we're, we're pushing up against a lot of different um, narratives that we've heard for so long. Um, in fact, when we start DBT and we start going through the whole process of DBT, there are a lot of of just self-acceptance statements that come up that we think that's something I have to struggle with versus, you know, making personal changes within my life and also having that acceptance. Remember, DBT is constantly trying to balance out the change and acceptance piece. And oftentimes we see in therapy the, the, disturbedness or I'm just so uncomfortable or things are uncomfortable and I must change things really quickly or really drastically in order for me to have fill in the blank happiness, peace, um, love, whatever it may be that we're, we're striving towards. And, and we feel like there has to be dramatic changes and dramatic shifts. And whenever we, um, whenever I talk about this with clients, I say, we don't want to do something called, and this is, this is my terminology called the slingshot effect. And if you are looking at two sides of a line, of course, we've got our absolutes, right? And our absolutes would be good. And on the other side, it would be bad, right? And where, where dialectics wants us to do is settle in that middle and that gray where it's just okay right? Something we're just accepting. Uh, we don't always have to approve it, but we accept it for what it is. So in, in that sense, we, we try really hard to balance between the two. And the slingshot effect is whenever I go from good and I, I arch over the line, I don't go through middle path. I, I arch over the line and I go directly to the opposite side. And, and that's what we're really trying to avoid is this drastic major change. We see this so much in yo-yo dieting, right? Where I have to throw out every carb or I have to get rid of all the things in my pantry and I have to start relearning everything new about how I, I, I eat food and, and change everything. And for a minute it works and we see results and we go, that's great. But remember sometimes that's that, that kind of extreme is just not sustainable over time. We see this with people trying to develop a schedule or a routine and they, they then section out their day in 30 minute increments and really say, and this is where I'm going to try and go to the bathroom. This is where I'm going to stop and eat lunch. And this is where I'm going to make my sandwich. I'm allow that kind of extreme behavior is just not sustainable. In fact, it, it deteriorates or it detracts from the ultimate goal. And that is, you know, oftentimes we're just looking to, to feel that inner peace that, that I feel satisfied. And that's why when we talk about uh, mindfulness, we're looking for that. I, I love that word so much, but that effectiveness and the effectiveness is doing what's the most effective for this moment. 
not about perfection, not about, you know, uh, the good versus bad. It's more of what was effective for this moment and feeling good about that and moving on. I saw a wonderful, um, probably an Instagram the other day, and it was listing all the benefits of perfectionism and then all the cons of perfectionism as well. And I thought it was so good because the only pro that they could come up with was being perfect for the next five. It's a short amount of time. Like, uh, it's just a short amount of time. So five minutes, maybe this small moment of, Oh, I, I achieved perfectionist. And now I have to keep moving and keep striving for continued perfectionism because it's just not something that's attainable consistently at a, at a high level. And remember when we're trying to be so perfect in other areas, we often miss the mark and other things fall on the, you know, by the sidelines. And so we, unfortunately, while we're trying to achieve perfectionism, we're also letting other things slip away. Friendships, um, our identity, so many different things. Uh, so this is kind of why, again, the extremes are so dangerous. And, and I like to just interweave a lot of, of mindfulness and just that awareness factor first. So how do I broaden my awareness first? And so I even was talking about this with with a client the other day, because we're talking about um, just noticing cognitive distortions that are starting to come up. So uh, one thing uh, another therapist used to tell me is take a whole bunch of little pieces of tiny paper and put them in one of your pocket. Uh, And then every time you notice one of those cognitive distortions, like the should, couldn't, woulds, or um, that those absolute statements, like always, never, you just take a piece of paper and you move it to the other side or the other pocket. Now you have to keep track as to which one you started, but, um, it's important because at the end of the day, you stop and you go, wow, just so much of my awareness is about, uh, now realizing where I'm at. It's not about a number. It's not about like, well, I had, I did it 40 times today. My goal tomorrow is to do 30. That's one way you could look at it. Um, But we're not quite there yet with awareness. Sometimes awareness, just opening up your awareness does curb your behavior. We've talked about this before. It's that Hawthorne effect, right? The Hawthorne effect um, states that when behavior is observed, oftentimes it's changed automatically without me having to even change a whole bunch of things. And that's what we're looking for. Remember, we're looking for those, those quick, big impact um, changes, or or skills um, to interweave into our lives. So that's one thing you can do. The other is, of course, this is why we have the diary card, the diary card, again, is on our blog, but um, and you can also Google it. There's not just ours out there. There's so many different types. Pinterest has a ton of them. Um, and that's what you need to do. Find one that's right for you. How can you document this? How can you track it? Um, and how can you maybe just stop at the end of the day and observe when, when did I feel the most emotional? And was that when I was having those, those absolute thinking statements? And, and so dialectics is not just about, um, 
because it is a theory. It is a it's an ancient theory that is broken down into, of course, recognizing tensions and conflicts that just happen within all of us, right? And and I I love that this is why it, we're called dialectical behavior therapy because. I think in so many of the other therapies that are out there, and this is not at all a diss to any other therapy, I I just like that we're we're ultimately looking for that inner peace within each one of us and what our underlying baseline is. And and in this process of DBT, we are trying to figure out what is our middle path. What is our ultimately um just that reasonable, wise mind. What does that look like for each one of us? It's different for each one of us. Remember, there's so many pieces of this. Um, I mean, DBT was founded based off of, of Eastern principles and Eastern medicine. And if you know anything about Marsha Linehan, she is a, a um, deeply seated Christian and has Catholic roots and she has her own kind of thinking. And I love that she has taken both concepts and interweaved them because there are, there are wonderful concepts from both that do align with any sort of religion or non-religious person. That's the, that's the mind. That's the wise mind piece of, I don't have to look at one thing is good and one thing is bad and either or. Now, remember when, when we do talk about dialectics, one thing that Marsha wants you to, to be remembered of is that oftentimes we forget we have to recognize what is valid. What is the, the validity of this moment, the truth, the facts, and we have to lean into that, right? Remember, that's that logical their, uh, mindset, right? And then we also have to identify the emotionality of the moment. And oftentimes when the emotion is so high, there are oftentimes either self invalidating statements, because remember, like I said, growing up, I'm just bad at math, right? Self invalidating statements or statements that I've heard from other people or outside, um, invalidating statements like, yep, you're just bad at math just how it's going to be. You're always going to need additional help, right? So recognizing the invalid uh, as well and identifying those and not letting those also take over for the moment. So again, that's the emotionality of it. So again, if we look at the two different diagrams, we have um, the one circle that is again, factual, logical, and then the other circle, which is emotion. And remember where those two come together, like a Venn diagram, where they come together and they meet in the middle, that's the gray. And that's the reasonable, wise mind, middle path, all the things that we've described. And that's figuring out what that now feels like and balancing those two hand in hand. Because we have to heal from the invalid. And we also need to call it out. Remember, if you can name it, you can tame it. So if I can call out the invalid of the moment, then I have so much more power over it versus letting that become the narrative that just kind of sits there and has, again, driven it for so long. It, it drove me for so long until I sat down with someone and they said, wow, 
this is a concept or, you know, something, a piece of math that this just makes sense to you. And I was like, yeah, it does. I mean, I figure like it's basic math and I guess I can do that. And, <laughs> and there was a lot of just a laughter. And I started to notice that I had let that statement really drive and push me and even change my behavior to almost become like, I'm just bad at math, so I'm not going to try, Right. And that's so dangerous. Those are those extremes versus now I can hold both concepts in my hand saying, yes, I struggle at times. And there are other concepts that are much easier for me to understand. And it's easier for me to get. It just comes naturally sometimes, right? That feels so much better than you're just bad at math or you have a math block or whatever the old statements used to be, right? I, I love how gentle and is and how powerful it is as well, because again, it's, it's really interweaving those little statements like, yes, today I was late for work and I also felt like I, I was in my element and I felt like, um, I felt encouraged by some things that were happening versus some people get into this mindset of, man, I was late for work. Gosh. And I just, uh, and this is, this is danger part of, and right. Um, and I, I also do this wrong and I also do this wrong and, and I just keep adding up all of the things. And remember that's more of emotion mindset versus seeing both sides of the coin and being able to accept both of it. Right. So it's, it's one of those, it, we again, we're looking for the slight changes that I want you to start and and catch yourself. Where am I using but? Where am I using um, or, right? Um, and or either. I mean, there's there's so many words out there we can catch ourselves. But is a good one. Um, yeah, but oh my gosh, it just it just it cringes. I cringe in in that statement. Because there's not a willing attitude there. There's not a, this is what's already working that's being found. It's more of, yeah, but that's just not going to work for me. Or yeah, I tried that, but it didn't work out. And those but statements are really keeping you in suffering. Just remember that. So see if you can next time change or integrate just the word of and. That's the power of dialectics. That's a piece of living in that dialectical mindset. We're going to continue to talk about dialectics and how we interweave that into our relationships, our jobs, whatever it may be. But as we just, you know, introduced it today, it is a concept that I want it to kind of resonate with the small power of and and how I can integrate that into my life. Well, thank you again for listening today. Remember, this is not a replacement for therapy. I want you to be connected to a therapist in your area. And with the summer being present, I know of a lot of options. Remember, this is the summer and I'm sure a lot of people don't exactly want to do therapy. And it's a great opportunity to utilize the resources that are around you. You can use things like psychology today to find a therapist in your area and kind of uh, narrow it down. You can use your insurances. Um, we, we take a, a vast amount of insurances in our clinic as, as well. 
Um, but remember, don't let insurance be the deterrent. There are great opportunities like community mental health. And then of course, there are interns who are available as well at a lower uh, cost rate. I thank you again for listening. We are going to continue to talk about dialectics next time, unless I have a really great resource to interview too. Uh, remember we have an Amazon shop now. Oh my gosh. Yes. We have affiliate links. You got to find a way to pay the bills, right? Um, and so if you find a resource on there, we'd love for you to use our link and just support this even more. Remember, you can also reach out to us on our blog or on Instagram at findingmiddlepath.com. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to connect. And even if you are another therapist and would like to be on our program, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us a direct message. Anyways, thank you so much, everyone. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Get out, get some fresh air, get some sunshine. You all have a great day.